Coming up, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson on how this man can win the next election. Welcome to another Real American Heroes special edition. I'm Oliver North and our guest today is Dr. Victor Davis Hanson, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, a military historian, columnist, professor, and a scholar of warfare. His new book is this one, The Case for Trump. I've got it right here, okay? He's also the author of this recent article, Trump Needs to Scale the Real Wall of 2020. You can read it in its entirety at AmericanGreatness.com. Dr. Hansen, thank you for making time to be with us today. Why do you say there's a reign of terror in America? Well, I, we have a cultural revolution, Colonel, that encompasses every aspect of our lives, sports, entertainment, employment, symbols, history, statues. It's a 360-degree, 24-7 effort to remake the past, change the present, and uh, dictate the future. And it happened partly because of the this strange, perfect storm of the virus, the lockdown, the recession, the George Floyd rioting. Partly it's an election year, and partly the unhinged hatred of Donald Trump. And you add it all up, and the left feels that even though there's a small minority of the population, they can push through an agenda and then enact it through a vice president, probably if Biden were to be elected, would be there sooner than later. So it's a very strange coincidence of events, but it's very dangerous for the country. Well, I, I'm looking at what's happening out there, and I say this reign of terror, and I think you've, it goes back to the French Revolution, of course, uh, is creating the kind of anarchy that is very, very favorable to a real revolution in this country. And part of the accusation by these members of the hard left is that Americans are racist. Are we a racist country? No, no, we're not. They know we're not. The people who are saying we're racist are people like Ice Cube and some of the most successful Americans of any race. The NBA players, the average salary in the NBA is $8 million a year, 75% African-American. Nobody's saying wow, that's not diverse. You guys have to be proportionally representative of the population. Ditto the NFL. So it's a way of achieving a political agenda, a socialist agenda, and a careerist agenda for those who are leading it. And um, it's a way of getting back at Donald Trump. And in, in that sense, it should be seen like the 25th Amendment effort, the Emoluments Clause effort, the Stormy Daniels effort, the Ukraine-Ukraine the Mueller investigation, the impeachment. This one, they feel, is the magic bullet that will take down Donald Trump. Are President Trump's calls for law and order being heard by the left and by the American people broadly? Yeah, I, I think what he's trying to do, he's got a very good principle now. I think he was a little rattled, but the last three or four days, he's got it down, whereas he's saying, like Lincoln did, that these states don't own national parks. They don't own federal courthouses, post offices, FBI. These are federal property. And that gives him the right and indeed the duty to go in and protect property. And then he's saying that everybody has civil rights. And the federal government is the guarantor of civil rights. And if the mayors and the states won't guarantee them, he'll try to do that. And he's doing it in a more informal way, talking uh, with favorable news people, kind of a fireside chat and he's not getting into these combative uh, news conferences which are basically occasions for ambush. 
I look at what he's doing now, and it tells me he's read your article. And, and I, I see that change of tone in what he's been doing now with reviving the uh, press conferences on COVID-19. You know, there, there's, there's an issue here, and, and you and I understand this because we're both military historians. Ours is the only nation on earth where every person in authority, civil, military, law enforcement, judges, all take an oath to support and defend the Constitution. It's not to a prince, a party, a potentate, or some pantheon. It's often ended by those who raise their right hand and take that oath with the words, so help me God. Do the Vandals know that this is what makes us unique on the planet Earth? Well, the left is nullified what you just said. They don't believe in God, so that, that's just uh, a dutiful ritual. They, ritual. they don't feel bound by it. And they don't see Donald Trump, he didn't win the popular vote, so as the way they looked at George Bush, they don't see him as an ele a legitimate president. So they have no, uh, they have no fealty toward him. If, he, if Joe Biden, believe me, if Joe Biden is elected, they will be the most hyper-patriotic and lecture everybody on their lack of patriotism in the way that they did with the transition from Bush to uh, Biden. If Joe Biden is elected, they're going to say that he's the most heroic. He's all during this campaign. They're going to tell us he's hale, he's healthy, he's cognitively uh, okay. And then as soon as he's elected, you will start seeing rumors leak from the New York Times and Washington Post that he's just, he's heroic, but he's just not up to it. And his progressive vice president will have to step in. That, I think that's the agenda. I'm pretty, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's they're, they're saying that themselves that this VP uh, selection they equate with a presidential election for someone who otherwise would not have been nominated or would have done very well in the primary. I'm looking at what's happening right now. We've got the economy deeply depressed as a consequence of what we did to deal with COVID-19. Can the president turn around the economy between now and November 3rd? He doesn't have to turn it around on all of these issues he has to show that he's bottomed out and he's in ascendance. And by that, I mean the second wave of the coronavirus was a direct result of unleashing over 10 million people in the streets of the country in violation of the quarantine. And we had a spike, mostly young people. That's going to start waning. Indeed, the death rate's going back down. And compared to last year's non-viral year, no more people are dying. And then the lockdown... I think even the experts are saying now of all different political persuasions that people have to go back to school. That will help. That's key because if you don't go back to school, then you can't have people in the workplace. They have to become caregivers for their children. And the left knows that. They're weaponizing that issue. And then I think people, we're, we're, re, we're reaching, I called it peak Jacobinism. By that I meant that I don't think this revolution is going to win any more adherence. In fact, it's going to start turning people off. We're already seeing it. Uh, you mentioned the change in tactics this week, yeah. and coupled with the type of violence that we're seeing and the inaction of the blue governors, Trump has gone from 44 in the Rasmussen poll to 49. He's 49.50 now. He's gone up in the hill, and some of these state polls he's getting near. And when he gets to 44, in the real clear politics average, and he's only two points away, that'll force Joe Biden to come out. He won't be able to stay in the basement. When he comes out, I think, as we saw yesterday, that'll be an ungodly disaster. I don't mean that with any venom, but I feel that he was put into a position in which he's not able to perform. 
the office. Full disclosure here, I read your book, A War Like No Other, while I was embedded with U.S. troops in Ramadi, Iraq in 2005, and I read your book, The Second World Wars, note, by the way, the plural of war, wars, while I was covering the bloody fight against ISIS in Kurdistan in 2017. Are any of today's college students knowing anything about our nation's two centuries plus of support for the ideas of God-given individual liberty? Can, can those no. ideas be restored? No, no, I can tell you that after spending most of my life as a professor, they don't. And it wouldn't be very hard to document that. All you have to do is look at a curriculum online and see how many courses there are in U.S. history, as it was called at one time, in U.S. military history. Yeah. Uh, if I go into a class and I ask the students, what is the Battle of Shiloh? What was Okinawa? What was Iwo Jima? Nobody knows. If I ask them about global warming, they know no details. They just know that they have to be uh, against fossil fuels. And the same thing with race and class and gender. There's only, there's only so much time in the average student's day. And when you take out a large block into therapeutic courses, there's no time, even if they wanted to, to teach the rest. So they're culturally and historically ignorant of their own past. In the article, which we, I believe at least, that the president's read, you note that America is paralyzed by the coronavirus and rational thought and behavior is being overtaken by collective paranoia. Can this behavior and mindset be reversed to get us going again to persevering and ultimately prospering? It's going to be difficult because what happens is I was talking to a very rational person the other day and he said to me, well, you know, there's people who get paralyzed from this and then they never get over it. And I said, that happens with every disease. There are people who have post-influenza complications. There's people who we didn't know they had an immune deficiency, but that's no different than most illnesses. And, uh, but that's a result of the hysteria that the media has inculcated. And I think we can, I think once, once we get, uh, the lockdown over with and once people get out and once children are back in school and once we look at the death rate per million and the death rate per 2020 in a particular week versus 2019 it'll reassure people that we're over the worst and this is going to end up something like a really bad 1957 <laughs> and i think maybe as a kid you and i remember 57 or at least 67 those flus and on the basis of the population then and the fatalities they were about the same as we are now i mean there are a lot more people have died now but the country was only half the population in those days i remember in 67 i was on the freshman wrestling team i weighed 127 pounds we went to a wrestling match and the coach says you're going to wrestle 190 and i said that's against uh, california cca rules and he said doesn't matter we only have six people everybody's got the flu <laughs> And that's the way it was. And then I wrestled a guy and he was sneezing all over me and I came home and I had the flu. And that was just the tragic way you looked sure. at things. And I remember being sick as a dog for a week and my dad said, well, at least you got over it, you got immunity. So that, that, that was a different age and we're, sure. we're much more affluent leisured society with a much smaller margin of tolerance. Last question. 50 years from now, when my great-grandkids are studying about this extraordinary time in history, what do you want my great-grandkids to know about what you did during this time? 
I think I think what they need to know is that this country was founded on principles that that assume human nature never changed. So we had these brilliant founders and they crafted a constitutional republic with a full expectation given their own knowledge of history that there would be things like a civil war or a depression but no matter how bad the natural or human induced catastrophe was the system would be resilient enough that the the structure and the foundation that it would be it would persevere so i would like our grandkids to look back and say wow 2020, everything went wrong. You had an epidemic, you had the first national quarantine, you had a cultural revolution, you had an election, you had the first president up for re-election that never had political experience before he was elected in 2006, and you persevered. And that was because enough people understood what the country was about and what it was for. That's my hope. Dr. Hansen, my thanks for being with us today and providing encouragement to our fellow Americans in this challenging yep. time. Happy to be here, Colonel. Folks, if this Real American Hero special broadcast has been informative, helpful, or encouraging to you, let me know because you too can be part of this remarkable historical record of how America, as Dr. Hansen just pointed out, persevered through a great crisis and once again prospered. Until next time, remember, Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life.